Just a quick reminder before we start, you still have a couple more days to enter our mascot naming contest. Head on over to LoadedCardGaming.com contest for all the details. Here's some smooth jazz to play you in. Greetings, and welcome to episode 11 of the Loaded Card Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we talk about digital distribution and weigh in on the pros and cons of various platforms. Full steam ahead. Get it? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. Today's episode, digital distribution. Why we like it, why we hate it, we analyze this today. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Not too bad, not too bad. We also have a special guest with us today, the filthy one himself, Phil Hawkins. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. No, that's shit's out of the way. <laughs> What's everybody been playing? Um, I've actually been playing some weird stuff lately. Part that's of it you know, is abnormal, up... though. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Part of it will seem very, very normal because I have been playing some League of Legends, uh, not as much as, as normal. But leagues just started doing something really cool lately where they used to have these special game modes that would come around every once in a while, like every month or two, and they'd be around for like a week or so. And now they have decided to make that a regular feature. So every week it cycles through one of their cool special game modes. Okay. And, uh, and they're way more fun. So we just play shitloads of those basically and huh. nerd out to them. So it's kind of cool because it's their... So... They're very OP and very crazy random. Like the current one right now, I think, is Earth, uh, which stands for Ultra Rapid Fire, which means that like all of your abilities cost basically zero mana and have like, I think, an eighty-five percent cooldown reduction. Damn. So like you're literally just spamming your abilities as fast as you can, and people die and do crazy amounts of damage, and everything's multiplied by like four thousand. Because, like, you eventually get, like, 400,000 hit points and stuff like that instead of 4,000 hit points. And, yeah, it's, it's it gets to be hilarious. And it's it's fun but and very, very messy and fast-paced and ultra-rapid fire. So no but more ARAM? I'd still do ARAM. It depends on if we get bored of the uh, special game type. Um, but some of the special game types take place on ARAM, so it's more fun. Oh, all right. Um, all right. And I've also been playing Shadowrun Dragonfall, which is the second of the new Shadowrun games, which has actually been really freaking cool. And I can finished... hear Tyler's nerd boner from here. <laughs> I finished uh, Shadowrun Returns, and that was really, really good. And uh, I actually was advised by Jordan Weissman himself that I should play through Dragonfall when I met him at Momocon. And he was like, oh, dude, you really need to play it because it's really great. I'm really curious what you think about it. And I was like, oh, well, now I have to play it. Uh, of so, so now, like, a year later, I'm finally getting around to it because games and life and stuff. Well, hopefully you're listening, Jordan. If so, he's actually playing it now. <laughs> What's and the runtime on that? I want to say they're, like, 12 hours-ish for the main campaign. That all. For, yeah, it's well, it's fairly short. Well, because the, the idea is, like, they made a main campaign for it. Like, mm -hmm. Dragonfall was actually 
DLC for Shadowrun Returns. Like it was mm-hmm. Shadowrun Returns funded. They did the main quest of Shadowrun Returns, which is about 12 hours. And then they were doing an expansion, which is Dragonfall because they overfunded a ridiculous amount. And then they spun Dragonfall off into its own game. Yep. Uh, but the point is, is like they have a little 12 hour thing and then they give you all of the tools that they use to make the game. And so people make all of their own, like make their own missions, do all of this cool stuff. And they, you know, it's all Steam Workshop up and, you know, it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it. So, I mean, you, there's theoretically thousands of hours worth of content if you're willing to play other people's stuff. So there's like probably a top tier of good stuff, and then it's it that is sitting on a heap of garbage, probably of people who, not like, not quite as skilled, yeah. Like most mods, yes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's, like, that's we're, we will get into some of this other heap of garbage thing later. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. talk about the topic. But what made it cool is at first, and I'm pretty sure they're still doing it, but uh, Jordan and Mitch, the two guys who basically two of the guys that created Shadowrun back in the day that mm-hmm. work for Airbrain Schemes, uh, like, they were going through every once in a while, and, like, I think it was once a month they were doing Let's Play videos of them playing through player content. So they would, like, pick someone, like, a highly rated mission or something like that, or a mission pack, and would play through it as a Let's Play and kind of critique it and, like, just have fun with it, which is cool as shit. Like, just the concept of, holy crap, the guys that invented this game 30 years ago that are now, you know, redoing the game for PC are are playing an expansion, like a mission that I made. Like, could you imagine that for, like... Like, imagine Gary Gygax running one of your, like, campaigns in D&D or something like that with his friends just, you know, for shits and giggles and letting the whole world watch, like... That's, that's just nuts. Like, just the concept fucking... is just, you know, nerd brain explosion inducing. I mean, Gygax doing that would be fucking impressive considering he's dead. Yes. <laughs> but what uh, the reason I was laughing so hard there for a minute is because I'm imagining Jordan Weissman taking a giant shit on someone's mod. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I think that's one of the reasons why they went with the highly rated ones and ones that <laughs> had really, really good reviews and stuff like that. Like, they were going for really yeah. good you know, they're, they're, they're going, going for a positive experience. Yes. All right. Sh- showing off the best of the community and stuff like that. So where's the weird part? The weird part was, you know, mostly the Shadowrun stuff. Cause Shadow that's Run not weird. Come on, yeah. that's not weird for you. It's People like, know your love of Shadowrun. I don't know if you're not here with that shit. All right, Phil, what you been playing? Um, it's pretty much the same thing I have since last July. I'm still on riding that Haunts train. Uh... I'm coming down though, and, and and I'm sure you hear this from junkies all the time of just yeah. like you know this is my last time. But yeah, I think I think I'm about ridden out that Heroes of the tra- Storm train, and it's just it's it's gotten it. I'm gotten tired of the repetition. Like it's on the one hand, it's familiar, it's welcoming, it's quick, it's easy, it's something that I can knock out you know a 15 to 20 minute game anytime I want to fit one in. Yep. But it's the, but it's the same damn thing. Every single time, over, it's over, it's over. I guess it's yeah. it's playing Madden or or any other sports game where it's just you're just playing the game over and over again. So, yep. um, well, what do you think about the uh, rebalance that's getting ready to drop in Heroes of the Storm? They're like doing a massive overhaul and re rebalancing everything. It didn't affect any of my main characters, so I am I'm totally fine with it. I I end up <laughs> rolling with a bunch of guys that 
don't get picked that much. Like uh, I think Stitches, Asmodan, and Hammer are kind of my main three, and so they usually uh, I think they get like 10 to 15 percent uh, rate of play. So generally they get left off the uh, um, balances, yeah, on the balances. But no, it's 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 I've been kind of branching out, trying to get into some other games. Um, Reach for the Sun is one which. If you, if you guys are furrowing your brows, it's understandable. It's a it's a kind of a quasi educational game, probably for like elementary school kids. Um, it's 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 entirely like a science game about growing a plant from seed to fruit to back to seed again. And it's it's you know the wife and I are kind of avid gardeners, and so that's that's something that we got to kind of help our our you know five or six year old son. Um, kind of take an interest in it because he's a big gaming nerd and um, he he kind of plays it a lot. But I, I I enjoy it quite a bit too. And it's they're little like five to ten minute games of like trying to build the root system and grow the uh, stems and leaves and the fruits of the plant. And um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a nice little casual uh, experience that takes place in in you know all of. 10 minutes when you have a downtime. So nice. that's really it right now. And, you know, I, I have, as I'm sure all of you have, and I'm sure we'll get into this, you know, this giant glut of Steam <laughs> games in my library that, like, yeah. I've, I've forgotten about playing. And I, sure. I'll find myself looking, you know, at new games on Steam and being like, oh, I want that, or, or that looks really cheap. I could get that. And then I look at my library, and there's there's 25 games that, that I've bought that I've never played that look just fantastic and I've never I've never installed them never had the time to play them so so I'm kind of hesitant about buying anything new um cuz I have all that that said I just bought Shadows of Mordor this week because it was on sale for 12 and a half dollars so <laughs> I've got I've got that that's kind of lined up as my next game that I'm going to play just looking at my Steam library right now I have 223 games that are in that are in my library and only 144 installed Good gracious, that beats yeah. my 107. Yeah, I I remember Tyler's is in the 500s or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm at 321 games, but I only have 69 installed apparently. Because yeah. I, I don't keep a lot of them installed. Like if I'm sure. not playing it, I you'll actively uninstall it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I need to go through and actively uninstall a whole bunch of stuff right now because there's a bunch of stuff I don't play. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. But I, what what about you, Paul? Dark, Dark Oops, Souls can I guess? 3. Can I guess? Oh. <laughs> no. You already spoiled it. <laughs> Dark Souls 3. All of it. All the time. Everywhere. Yeah, uh, I've been playing with uh, Drew of House and Heroes fame. We've, we've gone through uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, and now we're, we're on the Dark Souls 3 hype train, and it's so good. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good, you guys. Like, I, I can't... It's so good. I get told this, like, every day. It's so good. I, I haven't told you for like a week. Like, oh my god, Dan, you won't believe how awesome it's, it is. It's, I haven't said that oh for a week. God. Oh my god, I want to go home and play it right now. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong, but I haven't said that for like a week. <laughs> I know, I'm just giving you shit. Although I did play a few games of Heroes of the Storm today with my buddy Ben. That was fun. I mean, he was playing as Tracer and uh, Morales, and I started with... Oh, I played Rexar today, which was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, he's an interesting one. Never really got into it, but... I think that's how most people feel with them. It's it's the uh, like the troll hunter Rexar. Yeah, yeah, that's with uh, his bear Misha. He's a very weird path of a character swap around because like he's definitely World of Warcraft, and I think he might have came from Warcraft three, but yeah. I know he's he was definitely World of Warcraft, and then he uh, he's in Hearthstone, very yeah. 
which I've actually also been playing recently. Like, that's probably, probably what I meant by the weird stuff that I forgot to mention. Yeah, although, although with Heroes of the Storm, I mean, you get heroes from every bit of Blizzard's yeah, yeah, universe, yeah. including Lost Vikings, for crying out loud. Yeah. I'm still waiting for Kyle Blackthorn. Yeah. Got it's got to be in the works somewhere. I would hope so. Be it five years down the line or I whatever. Want, but I want to see the innkeeper from Hearthstone. <laughs> I'd like to see Deckard Kane. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy old dude running running away from people. No, Deckard Kane in his prime when he was a Herodric yeah. wizard who was just destroying everything. Yeah, how I fun would that, that be? <laughs> Come on, how awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah, it would probably be pretty fun. So little bits of he- little bit of hots for you and uh, the mostly Dark Souls. Dark Souls. A lot of Dark Souls. Just, just all the Dark Souls. So uh, I keep meaning to play like some Fallout 4 again at some point because there's expansions now. <laughs> I, I want to wait until they're all out before I do it. Before I do that, I'll just I'll I'll wait, get them all, get all the DLC at the same time, and then just go through and play it one more time, and then be like, I'm fucking done with this game. Yeah, I'll probably seriously start when uh, what is it? Far Harbor comes out. Like the next one, it's, sure. it's the, the the third of the expansions that they announced, which is the one that actually is supposed to have some like content, main questline content, basically. Um, so yeah, that's probably when I'll start playing again, which is kind of funny because we spent so much time hyping it. Now it's like, oh, we played the shit out of it for like two months, and now it's like, yeah, now it's dead. Really, yeah. they, what what bugs me is that they basically here here's some Sims content, customize your Sims, and then. Then go about and fuck about in the wasteland. There you go. Well, that's what the most recent DLC was, is a huge expansion to what you can do with your uh, with your Sims. Yeah. And apparently Deathclaw fights. I mean, that's that's always fun. Yeah. God. I got I got so <laughs> lost in, in just that expansion part, just the building the base that I never actually got to the game itself. Oh. I have nine I have nine hours recorded on it. I like I I Put in most of that into building my base. Got tired of that, and then just stopped playing Fallout. So that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I I destroyed that game. Dan destroyed that game. We yeah, we my, got through two spoilers. Spoilers, 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 and that's it. Uh, I didn't want to say anything because Phil hasn't played it. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't. I honestly don't care about spoilers. Um, but the melee character that I made was like fucking hilarious. Like right? that was so goddamn funny. And did you ever get the that that uh, All Star Slugger? No, I still haven't. Maybe I'll like he's one of the he's probably the guy I'm going to use to play through the expansion first. Um, World Series bad. That's what it was. Yeah. Anyway, because yeah, just one shotting cars with a sword is like the funniest yeah. thing ever, and it scares the shit out of you because you're like, ah, oh, come here, you stupid rad scorpion, and then like Lunk, the rad and scorpion and hit the car, and then all of a sudden the car's like getting ready to blow up, so you just run away. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember watching your live stream and you're playing that, and all of a sudden, and you and you you just discovered that because you had were were uh, fighting. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a super mutant. You 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 missed it, hit the car, and you had no idea what the hell was going on. You fucking exploded, and you're like, what the hell was? What just happened? Uh, yeah, that was like, did I just one hit a car? And yeah. I, I hit the car like down, like just a little bit down the road, and it immediately went into overheat blow up mode, and it's like, what the. That's the weirdest shit ever. Melee is broken as fuck in that game. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure all of them are broken as fuck once you, like, super max out. Like, if you max out Rifleman and have, like, yeah. a, a 50 cal, like, you're going to be annihilating everything. True, true. Right. So, any cleanup we need from last episode? Um, Not that I can think of. Um, I, either. I don't remember last episode. I'm going to yeah. pull the curtain back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we we've been sporadic. We actually have two episodes before this one to go live, so this one, you know, will be out. In, in uh, fact, uh, Tyler and Dave's episode is next. I, I still have to edit that. Yeah, I'm actually working on it, so I'll give you the one after that. What? You son of a bitch! I was gonna edit that. So I gotta wait like a solid month and a half before I see this pop up. Basically. Yeah. All right. Pretty much. About a, a little about a little over a month because uh, the Tyler Dave episode is supposed to go live on Monday. Monday, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are you drinking over there, Paul? Oh, I am having my usual Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Oh, nice. You uh, you drinking anything fun over there, Phil? Just... I am drinking a glass of tap water Woo. with uh, former Trailblazer great Kevin Duckworth fishing on the side of it. So that is fantastic. <laughs> but it, yeah. I, I don't know how to react to that. That's just impressive. And yeah, the fine. the Dairy Queen uh, franchises in Oregon um, back in the heyday of the Blazers in the early 90s um, put out a bunch of series of like uh, cartoon uh, caricatures of all the players on the teams. So I've got the whole set of like 91, 92, 93. I got Rod Strickland. <laughs> I got Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, <laughs> Duckworth, all of them. So That's awesome. kind of amazing. Yeah. No, no kind of. That's just amazing. <laughs> nice. All right, what about you, Dan? What do you got? I actually got something special for this podcast. Oh, no. It's fun. Ready? Ready? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you motherfuckers at home who can't see this, it is a can of Surge. Damn right, it's a can of Surge. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. so fucking delicious, too. I used to love this shit back in the day. Uh, so oh, yeah, I, I I saw it in the store and was like, "That I'll, is a delight." I'll, I'll pay two dollars for a can of Surge. I know, right? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I don't know where you found that, but that's fantastic. I, I'm pretty sure it was at either Kroger or Walmart. <sighs> the only Krogers I know of are really far south of here. Ah, well. But yeah, it was just it was on an end cap in a grocery store. They just had individual cans for sale for like two bucks, and I was like, awesome. done. And I will save it for like two weeks in <laughs> sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks. That's awesome. If I, I can, had to. If I can reveal just how how uncool I am, I've never had surge in my life. What? Did you ever have? Vault? Did you ever have vault? When they no, had... like none of those. Um, you know, like pre-energy drinks from the 90s. Yeah. You never had Jolt Cola? No, no Jolt, no Volt, no Surge. You know what? Now that I'm t- saying their names, they kind of remind me of like detergent names like Tide and Bull well, yeah. and Biz. And... Yeah. Well, like Surge was funny because like I don't know why they decided to get rid of it, but then they brought it back as Vault Cola. And like it was the literally the exact same thing, the exact yep. same flavor. All it was was just a different branded name. Yeah, and I think allegedly less like caffeine or something like that. I don't yeah, know. Supposedly, but I don't believe that for a second. It tasted exactly the same. I know. But and now I see that flavor, so. that Mountain Dew has its own energy drink coming out. Yeah. 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 Then there's Mountain Dew Fast Break, which is supposed to take place of your orange juice at breakfast. Oh, God. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Coca-Cola actually recently... Uh, just launched like a line of milk, I think. And I think it's called Life Milk or something like that. I'll I'll figure out what it's called. Uh, but it's like it's got added protein and vitamins. Like it's it's like milk that has even more shit like vitamins added to it than regular milk does. And it's actually healthier for you and less fat. Yeah, it's, but it's craziness. It's Coke. 
I, yeah. I, I just patently do not trust that. They, they need to go the route of like Nestle and kind of hide the fact that they are a drink company well, it's, serving like water not, and milk and stuff. But it's not like got a Coca-Cola branding on it. It's like Simply Orange. Like Simply Orange orange juice, Coca-Cola. Yep. If there, There's a, an amazing flowchart of the six conglomerate companies that own all of the food that you eat. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That's that's why I stick to my good old tap water here. Yeah. So welcome to the Car Podcast, where we discuss ridiculous food and beer. Uh huh. And, and search. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, and search, which is today? not ridiculous, so it doesn't fit the category. <laughs> I don't know. Search is pretty fucked up, man. So let's um, actually get to since this train is so far derailed. Let's actually get onto the topic today. Twenty minutes of distribution. So I got a question to start this off. Don't do this. No, this this is on topic. This is on topic. <laughs> when was the last time you walked into a physical store and purchased a game? Um, I do that pretty regularly for 3DS games. So I mean, but I haven't purchased a physical copy of, say, an Xbox game or a PS3 game or anything like that. Phil. God, you are dating me. Um, I mean, there there is an ask to, but aren't you married? <laughs> I mean, it's an open relationship. Oh, okay. I think the distance would prove to be the biggest uh, hang up there, but um, yeah. there is kind of no, there is kind of an asterisk because uh, I I got the family a Wii U Wii U for Christmas, so I actually went in and got that plus Mario Maker. But be, before I got that back in December, um. It was. It's probably been five plus years since I actually purchased a physical copy of a game. Not since I bought an Xbox 360. Um, Dang. But before, since then, it's it's been all all Steam, all online. Yeah, I I was. I'm on in the same boat. Uh, I'm pretty sure the last game that I actually physically purchased in a store was a, an impulse buy for my 360. There would have been two years ago now probably because they had a a Red Dead Redemption and the undead version of Red Dead Redemption uh, like they had the double double pack oh, nice. for like twenty dollars at Target and I was like I wow. want this game damn because both both the games alone were twenty dollars a piece so it was right. like I mean it was that's half so, price range. So I bought that like it was the week after mm. week after Black Friday I think we were there that weekend and nice like two years ago and I was just like hmm, I'm going to purchase this for myself and, th- and that was but so it wasn't even like I set out to go there for it but like that was the last time I physically purchased a game in a store but before that it was I don't know one of the World of Warcraft games that I pre-ordered I mean even if I do purchase a physical copy I'm generally getting it shipped to me from Amazon. Yes. Yeah, that now that is what I do. Like and we will get into that in a little bit because Amazon actually just started a program not terribly long ago back in November that is amazing if you actually want a physical copy of a game. And yeah, like it is. The trouble is GameStop is stupid. It. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you get the wrong copy of Fallout 4 when you lasted that ball? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> You well, you were you were praising the product and the service, um, and my only familiarity with it is you getting a, a an Xbox version for your no, PS4. No. My, I don't have a PS4. I get a PS4 around, version for it. Yeah. No, no, I wanted the PC version. I had ordered the PC version for the Pip-Boy, the, 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 the Pip-Boy edition. 
I've got the box over there. I've got the Pip Boy edition up on top of my my shelf. Oh goodies that my cat can't get to, and I, I just it, they shit me. I, I and this is funny because this was when I was really still heavily into recording episodes of What's While Playing Today. So I did a live stream of the unboxing of it, <laughs> and I shut it down a minute in because the fucking copy of PS4 was staring me directly in the fucking face, and I was so mad that I called up Amazon immediately, right there and then, and unfortunately, I was a giant asshole and yelled at the first poor bastard who came up in my face, and after I got off the phone with her, I hung up, I cooled down, I called back, and asked uh, the next person that I got, if you, if you speak to this person, please apologize to this person for me, because I was a total dick to that person. I don't remember names, unfortunately, otherwise I would say so on the air. And eventually they got to a point where they were like, okay, we'll ship you this copy. You can keep the physical media. All we need to do is just here's here's the, the item. You can rebuy it. We'll send you the PC copy. I got to keep the PS4 copy. I got to keep the Pip-Boy edition. Didn't have to send anything back. They just gave me the copy. Really great customer service from Amazon. But that, that initial saltiness, just, I ended up giving it to a friend, for the PS4 copy to a friend for his birthday. See, I think you missed out on some ratings gold there for uh, shutting down the feed right after uh, you kind of blacked out from anger. I, I, yeah. I think you could have made the front page of Reddit. <laughs> but, but at what cost? At what cost? Just a sliver of your, your soul and humanity. Just imagine the subscribers you'd have on YouTube right now. Yeah, you could be your own internet meme of, of Angry Paul. It'd That's be great. Right. That's all right. I, I, I don't get funny angry enough. I, if I if I get truly angry, it's not funny. It's just terrifying and sad. Mostly sad. Terrifying and sad, Paul. Whatever. Whatever you want to go by. and It'd be great. <laughs> right. So, uh, as I'm, I'm trying to tactfully switch the subject here, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of the mockery of me. But, um, um as, Dan, as... You, you brought up World of Warcraft, and that made me that pinpoint in my head the last time I bought a physical copy of a game, which was when I pre uh, when I, I put a reservation in for Diablo three and bought that at a store. And yeah. that is the last time that I've actually gone to a store, walked in, and bought yeah, a game. So I'm, I'm pretty sure for me, probably Cataclysm was the last time I I because per- I buy the collector's edition, like the giant boxes for uh, for World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And so it was probably pre-ordering Cataclysm and showing up there at midnight to pick it up after playing in the uh, in the beta was yeah probably probably the last time I I went and did it and I I think I pre-ordered the next two fair enough and just got them shipped to my house because why the fuck not yes <laughs> I mean I know you don't like World of Warcraft but that's what I'm saying like why would I even with a big super collector's edition like the Pip Boy why would I go to GameStop and sure. attempt to pre-order it at GameStop and deal with all of that crap and the midnight release and shit when I can, like, just click a couple buttons and have it sent to my front door and not have Man, to do anything. Man, I'm, I'm just going to say, though, I mean, I don't have to like it. Do you enjoy it? I have thoroughly enjoyed World what of Warcraft. What the fuck does my opinion matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're enjoying it? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Anyway, the reason you brought that up was that uh, Amazon's Amazon is kind of an afterthought. I mean, they do have a digital distribution thing, and they also do have that twenty percent discount on pre-ordered new games. That's uh, yeah. you can only get it with a physical copy, but still, I actually even forget most of the time that they have a download option. 
for the yeah. most part, they do have an unlock code for Steam, which I had noticed. If you get yeah. a piece of version, it's but they but they do have like you can you can purchase digital games from directly from Amazon, which is you know crazy. You don't think about that at all. Yeah, it's, it's like, weird to think about, really. But yeah, by far their best best thing that they can do is the uh, the twenty percent on new and pre ordered games. Like yep. the fact that I could. Yeah, I mean, the collector's editions of WoW are like 80 bucks, so 20% off of that is like, what, 16 bucks? So I'd mm-hmm. be paying well, 60, 60, 65 bucks for, for the collector's edition instead of 80. Yeah, like, what's wrong with fan- that? Sounds fantastic, because that's the normal price of, an, you know, $60 is a new game. Yeah. But yeah, no one... No one thinks about them as a digital distribution platform. I mean, I'm sure some people do, and I'm sure you can find great deals on it occasionally, but no one like ever thinks, hey, I'm going to go go buy a copy of this game on Amazon and download it. Speaking no. of that, there's Origin and Uplay. Nobody thinks of them either. <laughs> the disapproval of them fell. Well, Origin is... is We'll get to that beast here in a minute, uh, but I Let's think... Talk about- Steam. We need to talk about Steam because I, I, I wanted to save the best for last. <laughs> the best for last. Well, I was just gonna say it's the giant, you know, gorilla slash elephant in the room that you know sets kind of the standard for everyone else. Yeah, it is the mecca of digital distribution. It is there. It's the, it's just it's Steam. You say yeah, that yeah. in a room full of gaming people, they know exactly what you're talking about. Even if you have a person who doesn't play PC games, you say Steam to them, they're gonna know what you're talking about. It's 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 the granddaddy. It's it's estimated 51% share of the digital distribution market, and just how how they've shaped it since Valve decided, hey, we probably should, you know, maybe we can do something here. And yeah. At first it was ill received, but now it's just it's ubiquitous. Yeah. Now it's been a much bigger contribution to the gaming community than any of Valve's actual games, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, they they haven't made an actual game in how long? Portal Left 2, Dead 2, the last one that I know of, maybe. Okay. I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 came out around the same time, right? Yeah, one of those two. I mean, there's been an expansion for Team Fortress 2, but that doesn't, I think, really count but so much. It's it's a Team Fortress game. I mean, they, they're going to continue to do that because it's a cash cow. Yeah, make, make more hats. Yeah, pretty much. Give me all the hats. Phil, I want your hat. It's a good one. I know. I need it for my scout. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> the I, I will say that I love Steam. I I love it. I, it's I clearly have more than my fair share of games on it. That said, the absolute worst thing about it is the glut of garbage games that Steam Greenlight is allowed. I like Steam Greenlight. It's a great idea. The problem is, it's like what happened with well, the game crash of Nintendo in back in the '80s because they they have. I mean, you can vote on the games that you think will be great. It's a great concept, but it ends up being a lot like the Atari Nintendo era, where you have the video game crash because you have all these unlicensed games that are coming out that are just are not good. I mean, when you when you can, everyone can publish a game. You end up with a lot of shit on the menu. Well, so I don't think it's so much Steam Greenlight that's been the problem because Steam Greenlight is like I think it's a good idea just because it's like. There are games that would never ever have a chance if it weren't for Steam Greenlight. Like Absolutely. they they would never get the money they need. They would never fund. Absolutely. I think more of your issue is with early access than Steam Greenlight because yes they don't no. they don't necessarily go hand in hand. But a lot of the the like 
I don't want to say laziness, but kind of laziness from the developer standpoint is to kind of get a viable product, like a very, very bare bones product and throw it out early access to sell copies of it and then try to finish the game from there, which well, doesn't I, always work. Well, I do have a huge gripe with early access. I think, uh, let me rephrase, the open door policy of Steam publishing, like they, they allow all of these games out there without a lot of uh, regulation. They let the community regulate it by giving it negative reviews, that kind of thing. But it, you still end up with a lot of crap on the menu. I, I, yes, early access is a huge part of that garbage, but there's also a bunch of garbage that's already finished that's still, you know, you're polishing a turd. At the end of the day, you still got a turd. For me, it stinks because it creates essentially gaming noise. Like, if I am um, looking on Steam trying to find games to, to sort through and buy, um, there's just so many of them that yeah. you can never get through them all, and um, you have to get through such a, a slog of, of kind of garbage games to find a, a few good ones. And, you know, there are... There are avenues of which to that the better ones can kind of rise to the top, but um, it's it's tough. There is so much content out there that you can. It's just impossible to try and get to all of it, and it's it's yeah. You end up getting a lot of like really kind of bare bones or bad games or games that just shouldn't be shouldn't exist, and it's it's I don't know. It's tough to. Um, to really be a consumer when you have that much just noise around you at all times when you're trying to trying to shop for games. And I know for a fact that uh, it's also a huge problem for developers too because the hardest thing for a developer to do is to cut through all of the noise and actually find players to purchase your game. Yeah, which, like, we just had Wes on. And that, yeah. I mean, he didn't mention it, but I imagine that's a huge difficulty for him. Yeah, and I know, I know, some of our friends that that make games for a living definitely have complained about how hard it is to like, yeah, even attract people. Like, and that's people's problem with Kickstarter too, is that they, you can throw it out there, and unless you have already have the fan base to fund it, like you have to go find people who have never heard of you. Sure. And somehow get their attention enough and interest them enough that they will purchase your game afterwards. Look, look at the look at the most successful Kickstarter campaigns. You've got Lord British. You've got uh, I can't remember the guy who made um, he made Psychonauts. Uh, mm. Tim Schafer. Yeah, Tim Schafer. You you've got guys who are already very well versed in the industry. They're they're already huge names, and they they're able to cut through the bullshit and be success stories because of those huge names. Yeah. Well, to a degree, but they also attract a lot of, yeah, like they have a lot of fans already coming into exactly. it, which is part of the point. Yeah. But as as kind of a weird aside, like just on a Kickstarter thing, I sent you the link to the Dark Souls board game. Board game. Yeah. Which has absolutely nothing to do with the video game designers. Has nothing to do with any None. of that stuff. It's just None. Dark Souls branded. And it funded in like four hours, and it is at <laughs> like over. it's at like six or seven hundred percent now, or it's probably ridiculously above it that. Made too. over a million in the first day. Yeah, and and they weren't looking for that much. They were looking. I I don't remember like like, like sixty thousand. Yeah, 
it's it's just utter ridiculousness, and that's just because there are so many fans of Dark Souls that probably also like board games and shit that like were like, fuck yeah, I'll play a board game based on Dark Souls. It is and, currently sitting at two point two seven eight million of a pledged seventy thousand eight hundred and thirty two dollar gold. It was in British pounds. Good gracious! Right? <laughs> yeah, that's obscenely high. Like I, I thought about backing it, expectations but... Yeah, I, I thought about backing it, but to pledge uh, 113 US dollars, um, eat me? Is, is that like the minimum pledge amount that you can put in? Yeah, yeah in order to get a copy of the game, yeah. The, if you look at just what the game is supposed to even look like, it's, uh, I mean, you're, you're, that's a $100 board game. Easy. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not going to pay $100 for it. Yeah. But that's because you probably don't have a ton of people that you play board games with all the time. Like you are not the market for that game. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Just not only that, but I don't have anyone who would want to play that. Yeah, Yeah, that's the problem with board games. You have to have friends who want to play board games. Yep, yep, yep. That said, with Steam, um, I am 100% satisfied. Maybe not 100%, but I am extremely satisfied with with what they have as a product, given my limited um, familiarity with the other uh, competitors out there. Because yeah. and actually, one of the things that I know Paul knows the reason that I one of the things I really love about Steam is that it has allowed PC gamers, like avid avid gamers, the ability to play a ton of stuff on a budget. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't afford a lot of shit, there there are tons of people out there that cannot afford to buy multiple $60 brand new games every month that come out. However, if they wait like three or four months, they can totally buy a couple of $20 games a month. Absolutely. In fact, that was the entire point of us starting up Loaded Cart Gaming. We wanted to show people that you can have a lot of fun on just a few bucks. Yeah. Like, and one of the things that we really like about Steam is that, I mean, especially when the sales roll around, like, you you mentioned earlier, Shadows of Mordor, which got yeah. really great reviews. I've heard nothing but good stuff about, uh, despite the fact that it is a Lord's, Lord of the Rings branded game. Uh, it is that, like, it was really, really fantastic and did lots of really cool shit. It but, is. like, I think I bought it on the last Steam sale for $12, maybe? It, it is a a cross between... For those of you who don't know what uh, Shadow of Mordor is, it is a cross between Assassin's Creed and Batman Arkham Asylum set in Lord of the Rings. It is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. And I've has, never played any of those games, so this is going to be like opening up a whole new kind of a world for me to play, and I'm, I'm I think really excited to check it out. If, if you get the chance, and I'll actually check the price on it right now... Um, if you ever get the chance and you find it cheap enough, look for Batman Arkham Asylum, the original one. Oh, it was it's like a, it was around five bucks last Steam sale. Arkham Asylum game of the year is twenty dollars. I, I can guarantee you that'll go down to like five on a Steam sale. Because I, I got Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and uh, Arkham Origins for fifteen bucks total. Yeah. All three but, games. But Ar- the reason I specifically recommend Arkham Asylum is because it has the tightest story. There's no oh, getting deviated with sidetracks. It is very linear, and it's very directed and very, very well done. And I think the other Batman games lose a little bit when they go into the open world stuff because the story is not as tight. And like, 
Arkham Asylum, like being trapped in a giant mental asylum with a bunch of criminals as Batman is really so cool. Good. The the only thing that you can get really sidetracked with is finding Riddler trophies. Yeah. And that and that that's really not a sidetrack that you can really get too deviated from the story. You don't get deviated from the story. Yeah. It's definitely not a rabbit hole. Like it kind of can be, but Yeah, but at the same time you, you will you will find that you can find all of them reasonably quickly throughout the entire game. I highly, highly recommend... That's a game that I recommend. I, I would recommend paying $20 for that game, like even if it's not on sale. But if, you, if you're if you on a budget and, and you, you want a great game at a steal, like wait for the next next Steam sale. And I'm sure, yeah, yeah like Paul said, that'll get... It'll get under 10 bucks. It'll get probably 6 bucks, 5 6 If it doesn't get to 5 I'll be surprised. Yeah, usually also, 70, 75, 80% off is probably what you'll hit it on the next Steam sale. And uh, totally worth triple that easy. Absolutely. Also, the fun part is that Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill reprise their voices Batman and the Joker, respectively. Is it like that in all the games? Or Yes, though the Arkham... I think this was Mark Hamill's last time as the Joker in this game. Yeah. He, he did not want to do it anymore. He wanted to branch out a little bit. And plus, he said that, the, that it was tiring his voice. Like, he didn't want to do that voice anymore. It seems like it would be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, it, I think I believe this is his last his last appearance as a Joker, and it and it is a great send off. Yeah. So Steam sales are great, and the ability to, <laughs> to buy really really great games at really great segue. Seriously, amazing. what a beautiful problem to have that I you know I would have right? been yeah. so overjoyed when I was a kid to have a problem yeah. of oh no. I have too many games to play, and I can't play them all. I literally have dozens of games yeah. sitting there waiting to be played, yeah, I have, and I don't I have, have the like time to play them. I have 150 games, probably, that I just purchased on Steam sales and tucked away for a rainy day, and there's so many that like, I look through my list and like, I really want to play that. I really want to play that. I really want to play that. And uh, it's a great time. problem to have. And then, and then there's the Humble Bundles. Yes. Like, 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 you'll find a humble bundle. Like, I have that game. I have that game. I don't have that game. I don't have that game. I'll spend nine bucks and get all these games. Okay, no problem. And they they give you Steam codes. It's it's glorious and yep. delightful. And I just want to go watch Humble Bundle right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually a good segue from that. Is that humble bundle people have their own store and mm-hmm. are their own digital distribution platform? They sure are. And, what people are most familiar with is the Humble Bundle, which is a little crazy. Uh, but basically the idea is that they get a bunch of developers to basically donate their game to a charity. So yep. they have a different charity, and then they have a bunch of games bundled together, and it's pay what you want, and it goes to the charity, basically, almost entirely, I think. And then you get whatever games that you pass that threshold on. So, like, looking at the Humble Bundle right now, it's actually a really weird one. Uh, The Humble Bundle is called... There's two of them, but the first one is called Friends of Nintendo, and it's all games for the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U. And it's Retro City Rampage, Affordable Space Adventures, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Street Fighter 4 3D Edition, Darksiders 2... Freedom Planet, Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure, Citizens of Earth, Retro City Rampage, DX theme for the home menu, and all of that can be yours for the whopping price of $13. Yeah, the, I, I like that they have a 
a various grade of items. You can purchase this tier for under the average price and get like a five five game bundle, or you can go above the mid tier. Uh, so it's usually around ten twelve dollars. You can go above that and get an extra five games or like th- three or four games, I should say. But it, you you can pay what you want. You can get less, but still pay like a penny and get all the games regardless. If you want to be a total dick. Or you can pay above the median or the, the, the mean and get all the games. It's really a good system, and the fact that a percentage of it goes to charity is really nice. Yeah. Uh, I believe I looked I looked up on Wikipedia, and like if you get Humble Monthly, which gives you a, a I believe it's like a free game every month, or not a free game, but you it's pay four this games every month. Is it four? For, you get yeah. four games every month for a, a certain amount, and 15% of that goes directly to charity. Yeah, and if okay, so, Humble Monthly. It's twelve so bucks. It's, it says here. it's twelve bucks a month. Um, yeah. So, the early unlock right now is a, the game Mad Max, which was a sandbox game that got actually decent ratings. Um, yeah, it's good. But, so the April bundle for twelve dollars, you got This War of Mine, South Park Stick That's... of Truth, Nuclear Throne, Renowned Explorers. Uh, looks like Nova 111 and the Magic Circle. So the total MSRP of those games was $130 for 12 bucks. For 12 bucks. And the the first two are fantastic. Those this War of Mine is amazing, and I've I, I've never played the Stick of Truth, but all I've everyone that has played it has given me rave reviews about it. It's like a very solid RPG. Yes, yep. it is. It is an Obsidian JRPG. Like it plays like a Final Fantasy style RPG, like in its combat system, but it is essentially a South Park episode made into a video game. Like, it looks like South Park. Yeah, it, it looks like you're playing a literal episode of South Park. It is uh, From all the videos so I've seen. It's so hilarious. It's so wrong. And some of the jokes are rehashed, so it's it's very a trip down nostalgia lane if you have watched a lot of South Park. Because there's, like, the underpants gnomes and, like, all kinds of crazy shit yeah. happens. And... And, if you, and if you want an achievement, a free achievement for you, I mean, it, it might, it's a little bit of spoilers, so if you don't want it, fast forward 30 seconds. Uh, basically, uh, when, I think it's Cartman's parents are fucking, sit there and watch them for a few minutes, and you'll get the achievement popped up. Okay, spoiler over. Okay, let's continue. But uh, like that's not a joke. I looked it up. I was, it was just this really morbid thing that I couldn't tear my eyes away. Yep. Now, now that we've talked about the humble store, we've talked about a few good ones. We talked about Steam. GameStop has its own digital distribution portal. I had no idea this was a thing yes. until you guys told me about it. Yeah, it's so, fucked up. Right? So, so they've had it for a little while because the. The thing was, is they started noticing, you know, because they have shareholders, that they are losing money to Steam because... They're hemorrhaging money to, to Steam and the digital People movie. have basically been like, why the fuck would I go there when I can just buy this on Steam? Like, oh, hey, I can buy this on the Xbox Live Store. Why yep. should I... You know, I can I can buy this online on PlayStation and, I can buy and, PSN. and, and queue, queue it to download and be able to play it on release day. Like, why am I going to go to GameStop? Exactly. And, and, then... and even, like, they were getting a huge hit on used games, too. Oh, yeah. Amazon. Yep. And why would you go and, you know, pay... These prices, like, why would you, why would you sell a game for like five dollars of in-store credit at GameStop when I can sell a game for you know thirty dollars on Amazon and pocket or eBay, yeah, 
and and that that's there's that meme going around on the internet about GameStop uh, with the uh, the guy from um, Episode Seven of Star Wars, one quarter portion, well, yeah. for a stack of games from GameStop. So basically, GameStop is like, okay, we need we need to figure something out. So they yeah. started their own di- digital distribution system through their website, and uh, I don't know anyone who uses it. Like, I've never heard... I had never heard of it until I started doing research for this episode. And my joke about it is that they started this so that they no longer had to carry the half rack of PC games that took up, you know, half a square foot of their (laughs) floor space in their store because they apparently hate PC gamers. Well, you can't resell PC games. You can't just repackage them, buy them from people when they're done, and then resell them. So there's no market for GameStop to make any money off of them. You got it. Um... But this 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 is funny. This this seems like it's they see themselves as the next blockbuster, and if they don't make a move while the industry is making a move, then they are going to be dead in five years. So I understand. But they understand why they're doing this. But they definitely, unlike blockbuster, realize something is going on early enough to do something about it because like they bought ThinkGeek not terribly long ago. GameStop that explains everything Think shitty about ThinkGeek. Yes. It, it happened within the last year. So it's... I love ThinkGeek. I, I, I try to no longer buy stuff from them because I hate GameStop with a passion. I used yeah, to love the problem, ThinkGeek. I think shittiness happened and just everything went to shit and now I know why. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. I think GameStop has such a toxic reputation as a retailer that I, I don't think that... Um, their attempts to to stay in the industry are going to pan out when there's so many um, already well-established, maybe not so many, but Steam. Um, I think uh, Good Old Games is also another one that I, I there are better options that, yes. that are well-established that I can, I'd much rather go spend my time and money at than um, Absolutely. check out GameStop. That said, I'll probably check out GameStop after this just to kind of see what kind of di- digital distribution they have because that's amusing to me that they have one. Just yeah, to see I, the train wreck as it happens. I, I have yeah. not even looked at it. I just I know it exists and I have no desire to give them any more money. It was a I, dec- decision I made a while ago just based on like how bad they screw over developers and how bad they screw over their employees. That, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the only reason I have no desire to do business with them anymore. I, I don't blame you. The only reason I go in occasionally is because I like the people at my local GameStop. They're extremely nice, very helpful, great people, and they have a, a really good selection of 3DS games that I can just yep. grab and take home. Oh, I agree. Like the the people who work there are almost always awesome, but the yep. company treats them like shit. Absolute mm-hmm. garbage. I agree. And uh, I mean, I'd go shop at. Uh, Anywhere else, if I could, if they had the near the amount of selection yeah. that GameStop does for their physical media. Yep, that's the that is the the trade-off. So if you, if you want it and you want it now, that's unfortunately yeah. one of the best places to still go, especially since they kind of target the kids and their yep. parents. So therefore, the 3DS is perfect because that's you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's continue down the rabbit hole of garbage and shit. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at you play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here hates you play me. How do you? I, I I have such limited experience with them, and yeah, I it, it is I all negative. Can't remember the last time I had to use you play. 
I have to use it in order to play Far Cry, which is fun uh, because I only play it single player. I have to use it in order to play um, I swear the, anything. The last Ask Creed game I played, like I just could bypass signing into Uplay. It didn't mm-hmm. require it. Unfortunately, it requires it with every subsequent purchase. Yeah. And it sucks so many dicks. Like, yeah. the, the amount of dicks is just staggering. But yeah, but you can actually, other than, you know, having to sign in on games that you purchase other places to Uplay, yeah. uh, you can actually buy games through Uplay, like, directly from Ubisoft, basically. And Why you'd ever want to is beyond me, but yes, that is an option. And And I actually don't know if you can buy anything other than Ubisoft games on it. You can't. Uh, like, 85% sure you can't. No idea. I this is one I haven't really looked at, but it's just like yeah. I mean, my lone experience with UPlay, um, which I didn't know it was a thing until I bought a Ubisoft game on Steam at a, a Steam <laughs> sale. Um, you know, Anno 2070, um, yeah, a yeah. city city building game, yeah. which um, you know, I've I've loved that uh style, that genre of game since you know SimCity, SimCity sure. 2000, 3000, all those, up until. EA bought that franchise, dissected it, shit all over it, and completely destroyed it. But now you get things like Anno 2070 and Cities, um, which have kind of popped up in its wake. So I buy Anno 2070 for like five bucks, uh, whatever, on a Steam sale. Try and punch it up. Gotta gotta make a Uplay account. Okay, what is this? I type in the information, sign up, crashes every single time. And I have no idea. Um, it, it, it's it's an unplayable game. And if you type Uplay... Anno 2070 into Google, the first thing that comes up is can't get past Uplay's crappy launcher. Don't buy does not launch because of Uplay. It's just a log of people bitching because this game um, is unplayable through through Uplay. And so that's my only my only familiarity with Uplay. And as a result, like I I don't really seek out. Ubisoft games. Okay. okay. Let's actually read this. Anno 2070's Uplay DRM isn't even noteworthy. Can't get past Uplay's crappy launcher. Uplay not working when loading Anno from Steam. Any way to start Anno 2070 without Uplay? Uh, PC unable to start Anno 2070 with Steam slash Uplay. Anno 2070 won't let me play. I could go on for an hour and a half. There's so many fucking results. Yeah. Yeah. And read, reading through a lot of these, there's, you know, go into this menu, delete this file folder, go into this website, try and upload it here. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to bother. If you're going to make me jump through all these hoops to play your game, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. I'm. Uh, there are so many options. Like I said, I've got 20 other games that are sitting there that work fine that I haven't played before. So I'm going to try those ones instead. So. Um, at that point, I probably would have actually tried to return the game on Steam because apparently that like really fucks with the developer. It sure <laughs> does. It sure I want to say this was before the the return uh, policy was in effect there, but yeah. Since yeah. we're talking about EA and shitty games too, yeah, uh, let's talk about Origin <laughs> for a hot minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> EA's Origin. answer to Steam that no one ever asked for or wanted, and. <laughs> You basically can't get EA games on other platforms. Like you can't get it on Steam without the, with the exception of the games that you've already purchased that you've already had on there, or the console digital distribution platforms like Xbox Marketplace, Sony. You get the idea. Like uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age Origins were on uh, Steam already, and I th- I'm not sure, but I think they took Mass Effect off. Um, uh, most but... of the Mass, like the first two, were there. I think I don't think oh, three they? is there. Okay. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, they and what I do kind of respect about Origin, God help me, um, please forgive me for saying that, is that they kind of launched a Netflix-like subscription service called Origin Access. Uh, EA Access, uh, I, I've seen it on um, Xbox Live, and it's pretty cool. They give you like uh, you. Uh, starts at five bucks a month. The description is endless PC gaming, so to speak. Uh, essentially, it comes out with where you get, um, I believe it's uh, ten hours of free time with EA Access. If it's anything like that, I haven't researched it beyond that. Okay. But it's okay. So here's here's the way it works. It's four ninety nine a month. Okay. And you get access to games that are in the vault. And so it's yep. a it's yep, basically yep, yep. the idea is that it's. Netflix for video games. Like, it is the exact same thing as EA Access on Xbox Live then. Yes. So it's it's four ninety nine. You have a section of games that are in the vault, and then you get free trials of new games before they're released. So basically you get into betas yeah. like right yeah. before the game is done. It's um, the same thing. I, I like a, it. And you get a ten percent off of all other purchases through mm-hmm. Origin. It's a solid idea. I can't envy it. Examples of games that are currently in the vault. FIFA 2016, Battlefield 4, Titanfall, Dragon Age Inquisition, Battlefield Hardline, Plants vs. Yep. Zombies yep. Garden Warfare, yep. Torchlight 2, Sims 3, FIFA 2015, yep. Battlefield 3, SimCity, This War of Mine, Need for Speed. FIFA 16 should be getting in there fairly soon too then. Which one? FIFA 16? It is we, it. That it just, the first okay. one. So Need for Speed Rivals, Banner Saga, Dead Space 3, Dead Space 2, Dead Space... Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Two. You think that is, those are the free games that you get ac- unlimited access to for four ninety nine a month? Sure. You'd think there wouldn't be a need for a Dead Space two or three. There's a lot of Dead Space. You don't need any more. I'm sorry. That was, that was <laughs> really horrible. Sorry. I'm not. You're, really not, you're not sorry. You're not. not. Not in the slightest. Anyway. But yeah. So I mean, it's it's a decent number of games, and they're all pretty high end. Yeah. Top of the line, like, yeah, like they're they're pretty big titles in the grand scheme of things. I don't know if that is worth it for you. Your well, game is worth four ninety nine to you, even though it rotates and stuff. I um, mean, the the thing is that they they leave games in the vault for a very very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Since they since the inception, every game that you listed off that has been in the vault, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and even on the EA Access portal on Xbox Live Marketplace, I actually do subscribe to Xbox Live Marketplace's EA Access mostly because they've got a great selection of games, and all of their uh, sports games eventually go in the vault, and you can get them for free, which cool. I like yeah, I'm, that. I'm actually and uh, I'm gonna hate myself later for saying this, but considering at it, some, at some point, I actually want to play through the Dragon Age games. Don't hate yourself for saying that. Uh, the first Dragon Age is excellent. I was not impressed by the first Dragon Age. That's fair. I wouldn't be impressed by the second Dragon Age unless you really like hitting the X button over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. But if I can... Well, that's what I basically did in the first Dragon Age. <laughs> okay. Because I, I played don't... a warrior. Okay, that's fair. So it was just button mashing, basically. But yeah, but the fact that I could play, theoretically, all three games and then cancel and if I can play them quickly enough maybe only pay 10 bucks sure. to play yeah. all three of them. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. 
haven't it's, decided yet. It's worth it, in my opinion. Mostly because a lot of the games that you get on there are actually pretty excellent. Yeah, when you guys first started talking about Origin, I was like, okay, it sounds like it's it's Nintendo, where they try and profit off of their exclusivity, except they don't have as good a games as Nintendo. But, you know, you're kind of reading off all those games, like, okay, then, yeah, I like that one. That's, yeah. that's good. I mean, so so yeah, the thing is, is Origin is like a bigger distribution store too. Like it has sure. a lot of the stuff that Steam has. Like yep. but it very importantly only has some games that you can get like only there that are EA exclusive because EA makes them and they choose to release the PC game there exclusively. Like yep. I don't know. Uh I wonder if FIFA is one that you can get on uh no, you cannot no, you get FIFA on Steam. No. You can't get any of the sports titles on Steam. You've got some cheap knockoffs on Steam, and they are um, cheap. To a degree, because there's some soccer, football, depending on where you're from, games that are, like, Pro Evolution Soccer is actually arguably better than FIFA. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, I, I just <laughs> Most of them that I've seen are pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. All right, we've covered Humble. We've covered Origin, we've covered EA, or EA on Origin, same thing. Uh, we've covered Uplay, we've covered Steam. We have not covered the other one that you can get Humble Keys to, if you yeah. choose, which is yep. a DRM-free store known as Good Old Games. Yep. And Good Old Games is fantastic, and despite its name, actually does have modern, more recent games too. Yeah, they just started that fairly recently, within the last couple of years. Yeah, but the important thing that Good Old Games does and what makes them really fucking cool is that they specialize in basically updating old games to work on mm-hmm. modern PCs. Hence which the title. Is amazing. It is glorious. Yeah. I have a ton of GOG games. For someone who, you know, never played the Icewind Dale series when it came out, um, and was a gigantic am still a gigantic fan of Baldur's Gate, um, so I, I I never realized that it was the same engine. It was the same game, um, except you know a little bit less of the uh, story and a little bit more of the combat. That's awesome, and I completely missed it. So picking that up 15 years later is just just phenomenal, and I love being able to do that. Heroes of Might and Magic, um, you know, Planescape Torment, any of the, the kind of that heyday of of mid to late 90s um, computer role playing games. They're all on there, and it's it's they're just, all glorious. Yeah, I, I love it. It's it's my second favorite um, behind behind Steam. It's it's awesome. I love good old games. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. On a slight side note, do you own uh, Pillars of Eternity yet? You should. I do. I do, and it is it is one of those games that I've put like you know five hours into, and and haven't been able to invest myself fully. <laughs> Um, I think I think part of it is like not having that familiarity of like a D and D universe and having to learn all this lore and they pack it full of lore. Oh, they it, do. It is such a dense game, but it's so well made, and I want to get into it. I just I just haven't had the time yet. It's so, so good, but I had I'm the same way. I, I I started playing other things like Drew got me sucked into the Soul series. And I just I, I haven't gotten a chance to get back to it. But that that said, that's one of the game. That's one of the few ones that um. I went ahead and bought full price. I think it, I think it was if it wasn't a sixty dollar game, then it was fifty, yep. because I want to support that. I want to support Absolutely. like a, a team of established developers that are that are going back and 
trying to revive that style of game and that quality of game and and kind of bring it to a new generation. So yep. take my money, have it, do more of it, please. It's some of it is really funny too because you look back at some of the games like I, I look back at some of the stuff that's on there that like I know I played when I was younger and I'm like I don't know if I could play that again. Like I don't I don't know if I could yeah do that. Yeah, like, I get you. Like looking just take some time go on there and look at like King's Quest 2 no thank you <laughs> just i can't just look at screenshots of King's Quest 2 that was one of the, like one of the best series of games that Sierra ever made absolutely mm-hmm. and it's sold in a bundle where you can buy King's Quest 1 2 and 3 for 10 bucks but but holy crap yeah it's ugly yeah it's really of bundle. Is. yeah <laughs> yep it is uh to throw that out there um Pillars of Eternity is Forty-five dollars currently. Okay. Yeah, that and sounds. I would have no hesitation purchasing it. I already have it. I already own it. But I would have no hesitation purchasing it for that price. It was so good. I just, I really need to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the same thing I did uh, with Wasteland because I had never played that series uh, before. Um, I can't remember where. It, fairly recently, I figured out that it was the uh, the, the precursor to Fallout. The pre- exactly. And so when I saw Wasteland Two come out and me, uh, such a huge fan of Fallout 1 and 2. You know, sure. I like Fallout 3 once Bethesda took over, but it's obviously a completely different game. So Absolutely. being able to go back to that universe of uh, and, and that kind of style of Fallout game, even though it's a completely different, uh, different name. Yeah, again, it's, it's, it's reviving an old game that, and, you know, kind right. of making it for a new audience and making it for new machines that can, you yeah. know, make it a lot more pretty. One so. of the things that Brian Fargo did with uh, when they made Wasteland 2 is that like Wasteland 1 is on Steam now too. Like it's not just on good old games. Like yeah. they, they completely brought it back to like give it to more people basically, which is really freaking cool in my opinion. Absolutely. But yeah, I I still haven't played through the Wasteland games either. Uh they're on my list even though I I did help fund Wasteland 2 when it was on <laughs> Kickstarter cuz that was part of part of my that's one of my problem is probably not a good word for it but i i have at least a dozen games on on steam that are uh due to putting money into kickstarters yeah, I, <laughs> I ended up getting wasteland one um just because i after i got wasteland two i'm like okay i want to see what this this old fallout game was and i'm sorry i, I found it like unplayable like it's good but it is so archaic and yeah. so yeah, old yeah. that it's it's not intuitive at all, and I found it so difficult to play. But it is wonderfully complex, considering it's a game that came out in like '86 or '87. Like you yeah. compare it, you compare it to to role playing games from that era, like you know Dragon Quest or something. Like it is it is light years beyond what that is with with what you can do Absolutely. in designing a party and giving it. It's all the basic formula of of Fallout. Um, just just very Exactly. Exactly. So you know, it's it's it was cool to kind of go back and be able to to play this you know twenty five year old game and go like oh, things sure have changed a lot in that amount of time. This is this is January of nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, where 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 Fallout is is the cut, polished, beautiful diamond that you put into it a a a wedding band or a, a an engagement ring. The wasteland is the the blood diamond that you find in the mines <laughs> over in Africa. Still really pretty, still a great gem, just not cut, not polished, not the beautiful engagement ring that Fallout is. Yeah, 
Yeah. So we've discussed all of them with the exception of Xbox Marketplace, PlayStation Network, and Wii Marketplace. We could probably discuss, honestly, all of them in one fell swoop. You yeah. can get all of the Xbox games that you can purchase physically, you can purchase on Xbox Live. Same with PlayStation, same with Wii. Uh, the fun part is that they overlap with Uplay and Origin because you kind of need to because you don't have that proprietary software that you can have with uh, Uplay or Origin where you can't get them anywhere else. You can go physically buy a copy of Far Cry, but you can still do that on Steam or Uplay. You just you can't have that exclusivity lock unless you're Nintendo and you develop all your first-party titles, which is absolutely fine if you if that's your thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually gonna throw out potentially a, uh, a something to retro games to pick up on uh, on good old games. Go go. Because I was looking for them to make sure that they were on there, but uh, show notes as well. Things, yeah. One of the things that they did in uh, recently on good old games was uh, released all of the old D&D gold box games oh, on good old games. And so there's three Forgotten Realms archives that have most of the uh, like the games that most people would be familiar with that had yep. like really cool parties. And some of them are first person. Some of them are tile-based tactical combat. Mm-hmm. Um but they were—they're all old school. They're from like the late '80s, early '90s. And the TSR like gold box games. Yeah, your your comment about the uh, uh, about super complex old school games. I was like, oh man, the gold box games were complex as shit. I wonder. I thought I heard about them being released on good old games, and yeah, yep, they yep. they definitely have been. Um, I'm not seeing the Dragonlance ones yet. I know Champions of Crane is on there. But yeah, I, I, I've seen that one. Champions of one Crane, of the, the R Y N series, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, but one of the, and the Dark Sun games too. Oh, nice. But yeah, one of the really cool things about one of the Dragonlance games is that it literally had a flight sim built into it because you jousted on dragon back in it and like yep. you <laughs> flew around and had other dragons and you you controlled like the where the lance went and the dragon and it was it was craziness it, it especially was, for back in the day like yeah for for back when they came out in the late 80s that was just batty to to think about just how advanced that was and, and that's advanced Dungeons and dragons yeah and i think this second, is one of the second edition too so yeah. it's even crazier I know, I know Dave of, of Tadpog fame has sworn up and down by, uh, by the Gold Box games. Um, They're awesome. That was, that was unfortunately an era that I missed out on um, you know, in the Nintendo anymore. Exactly, and I think that's like one of the biggest um, um, positives of, of digital distribution is that you can go back and play these old games, which is, you know, for gaming, at least non-cartridge gaming, it's something that hasn't um, been able to stand the test of time like, say... VHS or DVDs like that, those or, or, or you know vinyl records, those mediums are still available. But video games, unfortunately, have not really been able to, to to really kind of move with the times. And you'll have some fantastic uh, properties that just would get lost to time if not for digital distribution. Yeah. Things like GOG and and Steam is also starting to do some of that with uh, um, you know remastered Baldur's Gate games and other stuff yep. like that. So yep. yeah. there's there's also a weird thing uh, like the, a lot of games have almost actually already been lost, which is kind of a shame. Uh, one of the most requested games that good old games has had because you can actually go and like 
request them to, to bring yeah. certain games back. Forms. Hmm. Uh, but one of the ones that was done was uh, there was an old adventure game based on Blade Runner that mm-hmm. was made by Westwood Studios, who is yeah. most famous for Command and Conquer. But they made they made this game for Blade Runner, and it, it was like a four CD game back in the day. So it was this enormous RPG, basically, mm-hmm. based on on Blade Runner and Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. And basically, people have straight up been told we that can't find it. they don't know where the master is. Like, yeah. it's gone. So they would have to basically completely remake the entire game in HD to to do it. So unless someone figures out a way to completely reverse engineer it and uh, like strip all the stuff off the CD and shit, like the only way to play that game is through something like DOSBox, and that's not easy. It's not to ideal. Do. Yeah, yeah, it's just not fun. <laughs> but apparently, it's still good. Like I still have a copy of it, which is kind of fun but i haven't been able to play it for years because sure. the processors are too fast like they are it, they just it's you can't control the game at all without some kind of emulation it's crazy and that, that was the that was why good old games are so great is because they they slow things down they they, they reimagine not reimagine so much as they rework the games so that you can play them now and it's just yes. delightful it's it's so amazing that it just makes me happy yeah. All this, all this being said, um, I think the biggest thing that we're losing because of digital distribution, and you know, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. But sure. um, and it's it's been happening since before this. But there are no instruction books anymore, and I really yeah. miss instruction books. And I know that's I like that is a sunk cost that um, I'm sure sh- I'm sure developers are really happy that they don't have to do anymore sure. but I loved being able like you get the civilization 2 instruction book that thing is a fucking bible that thing is like 200 pages of like just dense text about the game and and all this um, just glorious information and that used to be while that was certainly bigger than most you know you you'd used to get full-color uh, instruction manuals with a lot of lore involved, like good drawings and, and pictures. Like, my old copy of Dragon Warrior 3, which granted is, you know, I think 1989 or 1990, it came with, like, a big-ass sheet that had every single weapon, armor, and item, like, beautifully hand-drawn, and it had all the stats on them, and you turn it over, and it's a map of the entire world, and yeah, I miss that. I absolutely miss that. Yeah, yeah you got it right there. there I, are... I walked out for a second, and I came back with a box, a giant fucking box of instruction books from my old PC days. I've got Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Um, I've got Icewind Dale. I've got so many fucking books, and I miss this era, and I'm hugging my box right now. Yeah, you glorious bastard. That is awesome that you have all those. I that do. Is... Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I think for a good deal of it, websites have replaced the instruction manual. Yeah, yeah. Which is and sad. For, for better or for worse. I mean, it, a bit of both, I think. Mostly because, one, you're not polluting the, the planet with all this paper that could probably be recycled. You know, the, the usual stuff that you that, that gets thrown out, thrown around like that. But, I mean, for worse because... I mean, you you lose stuff like this, this 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 majestic piece of history. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxies has this really really cool little full color manual that I just the smell is awesome. I mean, if you could if the mics pick that up, you can hear me smelling the freaking book for crying out loud. 
And it's it's one of the things that I miss when you open a new box. You take a good whiff of that paper, that beautiful paper that just smells just like gaming glory. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting down to The Legend of Zelda, paging slowly through that book, looking at the the, the dungeons, the, the the beautiful artwork that was put into that book, and just I, I, I it was just one of the best gaming experiences of my childhood. It was just reading through the fucking manual. Yeah, yeah. And f- funny story, um, my uh, high school best friend did a book report for a high school class on StarCraft because the StarCraft instruction manual was, had this, like, 15 to 25-page, like, super dense backstory to, you know, how all the, uh, all the prisoners got to, got to the worlds where they're on, yep. on the, the yep. Zelnaga and the, the Protoss and all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah. He read through it and turned in a book report on it, and I'm pretty sure got a passing grade on it, but you just can't can't do that stuff anymore. So check that out. Oh man. Nice. So I, I'm gonna make you jealous here for a second, Phil. Um, Please do. Because of Kickstarter, because I have this. Oh, glorious! It's the Wasteland 2 box set, but if I open it up, you have. Ha! Ah, yeah. So it what has is a, a, I'm starting a, to see. Field manual for Wasteland Oh, beautiful, beautiful. A like hundred page manual on the gorgeous. game. Yeah, and that's that's what's and, great about Kickstarter. And includes a cloth map. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is great. And then yeah, it has but... and then it has the game discs that I have never been touched because it includes a Steam key. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's one of the great things about Kickstarter is that you can have those kind of stretch goals where you'll, you, if you want that as a consumer, you can then buy it. Um, so that's that's pretty great. That is, yeah. yeah, and I was looking at the other one that I have, which is the, of no surprise to anyone at all, is the Shadowrun Returns <laughs> box. Nice. Um, Zero nice. surprise but, here. But it has much less in it. It has my Shadowrun, my Shadowrun backer dog tags. Nice. Nice. Which it which includes a USB drive in it, I think. Yeah, there's a second one on here. That's great. It's like literally a dog tag that becomes a, a pop out USB stick. And uh, I gotta put this aside. Otherwise, I'm gonna sit here and rummage the rest of the episode. And then it's just like literally a game disc and the soundtrack and like a little sleeve in the box. That's cool. Not... That's still really cool though. And then my my official Doc Wagon ID card from back from oh, the demo. That's has great. A, a picture of As me in... when I. Uh, that I threw on it from back in college because it was funnier that way because that way I had, <laughs> I had a mohawk in the picture <laughs> so I actually looked like a Shadowrunner. Oh man, you should probably put that up on on the uh, on the show notes. Yeah, I'll take a, awesome. I'll take a picture of it and throw it up there. I don't. It has a QR code on it and I'm scared blur, to actually. I would blur that out. Code. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I just wonder what the QR code links to. Like, I mean, do it live. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I don't. I mean, I'm like, curious. yeah, get your phone out. Do it right now. <laughs> By the I way, I actually have a QR code reader on my phone, so I don't. Yeah. Know By the way, didn't didn't I warn you this would happen? <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. Uh, folks at home, uh, uh, Phil's son Arthur has joined us. What's up, little buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Did you scan it? Do Come I, on, man. Did you scan I, it? Give me like 20 minutes to download a QR code. Oh scanner. Jesus! You don't have one of those? <laughs> Who the hell actually uses QR codes? I'm looking at you in shame, Paul. I'm not ashamed. I actually have a QR code reader because there are QR codes that we, that we use at work. Anyway, we still have handle devices to go over, meaning mm-hmm. Vita, 3DS, and the glut of games on the cell phone market through the 
poorly regulated Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Let's uh, be well, they're very poorly regulated. The, the Google App Store is more poorly regulated than the Apple. They're App they're Store. both shitty. Yeah, regardless, I, they're both shitty. One is just slightly shittier than the other. Yeah. Apple actually watches theirs like a hawk these days, which is crazy. Like, yeah, and. You know, I have a, I have an Android, so I, I get stuck with Google Play, um, and that's I, that's kind of what I fear Steam could become if it gets too unregulated. Because if I am searching for a game on the Google Play Store, not literally like 99% of what's out there is just is just garbage that's yep. meant to try and suck you in to get a cheap dollar out of you. And if enough just dupes end up putting a dollar into that game or two dollars, then it's worth it for whichever, you know, sack of shit designed that game to to just trick trick the consumers. And it's 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 literally just flooding that platform with as much crap as possible that you don't know what to get. And it, it's entirely designed to have like five, ten different clone games of, you know, you might have a good game like, I don't know, uh, uh, let's pick World of Warcraft. If World of Warcraft was on the Google Play Store, there would be 20 World of Warcraft clones that were made to look exactly like that and be like Warcraft of Worlds, Craft of World, Craft Kingdom, and just like, just it's just shit, and I hate it so much. It is super funny that you mentioned that, but because a lot of the advertising that goes into the, the Facebook and, and Google Play games comes up with imagery from other games. For example, there was, there was one of them that had Dark Souls in it, <laughs> and it was just ridiculous, and I saw one of them that had World of Warcraft in it. I saw one of them that had uh, just just all kinds of high budget, you know, games that belong on 1080p screens, not a fucking tiny ass fucking phone screen. Yeah, and I'm sure that most of these are coming from you know folks that are different countries that are able to just kind of like do this for a living and put out as many of these things as possible. And if you get enough, you know, people to to spend on it's it's essentially the same thing as as spam as you know your Nigerian prince type things like. Yeah. All you need is enough people to drop their money on it to make it worth it, and who cares? There was very, very infamously, not terribly long ago, I think it was Clash of Clans? Yep. It was one of those games, like that style of game, had an official Facebook ad that literally was a direct screenshot of Stronghold. Or not Stronghold, uh, was it War of the Roses? Something like that. It was something like that. One of those, one of those melee yeah, I, I combat think it, I games. Think it was Game of War actually that did that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it was. was, but it was a screenshot of a PC a game. game. Yeah, they do that all the time. Yeah, like, I, like I saw an advertisement for one of those games on on the phone that had a Dark Souls screenshot on it. Which, first off, no. Second, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So I scanned the QR code, Paul. What was it? I, I heard something in the background there. Yeah, so it, it links to a YouTube video okay. of a looks like a television commercial slash music video from 1990, <laughs> which would That's... coincide roughly, I believe, with the launch of Second Edition Shadowrun. That's awesome. And it's like got live action actors and shit. And I heard the siren earlier. Yeah. yeah. And it's bad <laughs> 80s hair, and it's it's fantastic. And I will put a link to this in the show notes and like uh, 200,000 people have seen this video because probably the only way you can get to it is through the QR code on your doc YN card. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I got I got to watch that later. That is fantastic. 
Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll post a picture of this card and make a fool out of myself because why not? This the picture's on Facebook, so if you are friends with me on Facebook, like you already have access to this picture. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. Think... This ID card was issued to me in June of 2054. Nice. So it not going to look anything like you at that point. Yes, I will. I will, <laughs> I will be probably, if not dead, close to it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know, 50 years from now. No, oh, well, 40 cool. years from now. I mean, maybe in your, you'll be in your 70s. I will be, be fine. 75. You'll be fine. Bye. <laughs> anyway, uh, does anybody else have anything of note to add to the convo? Oh, one last digital distribution site. Sure, mm-hmm. shoot. And this one I know Paul had never heard of when I mentioned it to him. And that is G2A. Yeah, I remember talking to people about this, and it's it's kind of like a, a an eBay of digital distribution, from what you've told me. Yeah, so it's so it's really weird, and it's legally nebulous. But <laughs> but this, like the best things in life. This is what I think GameStop wished they had thought of, because this literally is reselling of digital keys for games, including used games and accounts. Like, people will sell them on G2A. And it's usually cheaper than the list price of games, so people will, I don't know, I don't know if they just, like, buy a game key on a Steam sale and then resell it on G2A, and that way you can buy it at $35 instead of 40 and they still make a profit somehow. I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at Shadow of Mortar on here for five dollars and six cents, yeah. which is. But it, it is legit. Tons of people use it. Tons of YouTubers and tons of people on Twitch have them as sponsors. Professional gaming teams have them as sponsors, which actually got kind of funny at Worlds for League of Legends last year yeah. because teams were not allowed to have the G2A logo on their uniforms at Worlds because it violated Riot's terms of service because they'd had them on on their jerseys through the entire season but when they got to Worlds it was like you know what we it's against our terms of service to resell accounts for World, for League of Legends and you can buy accounts on of, from League of Legends on G2A, so we will not allow them. And that is a great... This is where it, it becomes nebulous in the legality of it. Like, reselling a key, like if I buy... If I bought this copy of Wasteland and there's that Steam key that's on the back of the manual, like if I sold it to someone else, it's a valid Steam key. Like, as long as I don't use it, there there's nothing illegal about this. But depending on the terms of services of games that you play, if I, you know, level a World of Warcraft character to 100 and grind out all the reputation for everyone under the sun and then sell it for $200, that may or may not be legal. Damn. Hmm. Yeah. But, but it's it's there. It is a digital marketplace. It, it, is, it is, again, a place to get cheap games. I have yet to buy anything from them, but I do know that if you watch streamers who advertise using them, they do get additional discount codes for your pur- your like first purchase through them. Sure. So like you can literally take and they, you know, will get some money off of it based on, you know, the fact that they're being sponsored. But 
Like, so yeah, that $5 game could be a $3 game depending on how much the discount is or whatever. It's, it's an interesting service and it's an interesting legal gray area that exists and it's, it's a flourishing business and they're making enough money to sponsor streamers and Let's Play people on YouTube. Nice. And professional gaming companies, which, you know, means that they're they're doing something right. And I'd, I'd never heard of it until five minutes ago. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of streamers and a lot of professional gaming stuff, so I yeah I've known about them for a while, but just have not actually pulled the trigger to buy anything through them. True. Which is actually funny because I've been that's the other thing I've been debating on doing since I hate EA so much is buying games that I want to play on Origin through G2A so that like EA doesn't get any of my money because <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> I mean, I, I say savvy justified. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's it's working the system. It's working the sales, so I don't... I'd say it's justified. Is it legal? It looks yeah, like it. You know. Even you know, otherwise, it legal? Like... It's it's not it's not illegal. <laughs> it's it's interesting, and maybe this is something for another uh, episode, but, like, what other, what other media out there can you not sell it once you've bought it. Like, if I buy a, a Blu-ray, or if I buy a record or a CD, I can sell it to you just fine, but sure. if if it comes to video games, it seems like that's that's a much more regulated market for trying to, to sell used copies of stuff. And yeah. it's and that's it's also an argument that's often made for digital media in general. Like, if you buy a movie from iTunes or a movie from Amazon like and download it, you can't turn around and sell that movie to someone else. Like, right. Or, and yeah. in a lot of places, you can't turn around and lend it to someone else for them to watch like, yeah. or to listen to. It's yours and yours alone, and you are expected to not give it away. Sure, sure. And, and it's, the, it's the, weird that games are like that now, too. Like, I mean, console games are a little weirder because if I own a copy of Assassin's Creed, I can go, hey, Paul, you can you should play this game, and I can hand him my copy of Assassin's Creed or whatever, and Paul can take it home to his house and play it, and there's no issue at all, but sometimes there is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But that, and that's, that's, a, that's a new thing with this, this most recent generation, though. It, it, it wasn't like that when I was a kid, and I could just, you know, I, I'm going to lend my copy of Super Mario Brothers using it as an example, to my buddy Mike. He's going to go home, he's going to play, he's going to bring it back. No big deal, right? No fuss, no muss, no coconuts. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a recent thing. And that's that's all part of kind of the trade-off of the digital distribution is that um, ease of access to the games, it's great. Yeah. Um, low, low prices, that's great. But then you lose those tangible benefits of, you know, you don't get the instruction manuals, you don't get the physical copy that you can lend out to friends and you can... You can say this is a great game. You gotta try this and hand it over to a friend. You can't do that with, um, you know, uh, Banner Saga or something like that. You just yeah. gotta trust me that it's good. Or you gotta go onto YouTube or watch someone streaming it um, yeah. and and decide for yourself whether you want to yeah. play it. But yeah, you can't really play that without buying it. And and, and you can't. I mean, that it used to be like that. Like you could go and uh, purchase a game, a, a a copy of PC Gamer, and get a a CD. Full mm-hmm. of demos. They don't do demos mm-hmm. anymore. Play they do demos occasionally, but usually, yeah. Now, and this is another topic that we can do sometime. Is like yeah. the open beta test is the new demo. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, look yeah. at the most recent example would be the division. Like they had a thing where you could just download it and play it, and 
and then a week later it with the game was getting released so it was totally just here's a demo of the game to check out to see if you want to yeah. buy it and people did because it was pretty successful no apparently and i think last week actually uh star citizen had a free week <laughs> it might be going on this week. I don't know, but I think you can download Star Citizen right now. We just need to do an episode on that, just so you can get all of your fun, dirty laundry out in the air on that I one. Know, I need to next the next free weekend. I'll have to download it and fly around, and I don't know. Uh, we we should do a comparison episode between Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen. Yeah, I can't wait for the next expansion of Elite Dangerous. I can't either. I can't either. Anyway, uh, I think <laughs> we're about if we're since we're talking about Elite Dangerous, I think we're about out of gas for the topic. Good to wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, curious where to find us. You can find us at LoadedCartGaming.com. You can find us at uh, Loaded Cart. You can find me at Paul Cluel or over on YouTube, What's Paul Playing Today. Uh, where can they find you, Dan? Um, a couple places. I'm on our Facebook page a lot lately. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. I also run the uh, at Loaded Cart Twitter that I need to check more frequently. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've actually started uh, uploading videos to YouTube. Yay! I just started my my first Fallout run-through, and uh, I have all of the Beginner's Guide is up there, which is an, was an awesome game. But yeah, I'm starting to split up the uh, Fallout playthrough into like 30-minute chunks, and uh, that's posing oh. an interesting problem since I was recording in like three-hour chunks. And uh, You yeah, really so were, so. yeah. Chopping it up into something people can theoretically, you know, like watch while watch while they're like doing dishes or something, because that's what a lot of times when I watch is just, hey, I'm making breakfast. Let's put on some YouTube. Yep, yep. <laughs> but uh, so that stuff is is out there, and yeah, that's so it's at just search Chop the Viking on uh, YouTube, and you should be able to find me. Yep. Um, and so something that we're probably long overdue for saying at the end of one of these episodes is uh, <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, take a couple of minutes and uh, rate us and leave a review and it would be like super fucking awesome and we'll like yep. mention how awesome you are on the podcast on the next episode once you uh once we have a rating because yeah. ratings, ratings are fantastic yep. and it, yeah. it helps other people find us and uh helps us be cooler because yeah. you know, you're cool if you get ratings and stuff if you if you got questions or concerns comments leave them in the review hopefully it's a five star one uh <laughs> You can you can leave it there. Just leave it on iTunes. It's the it's unfortunately the most popular place to find everything yeah. for podcast. Stitcher, if uh, Stitcher has been growing in popularity a lot, and uh, if you, if you happen to catch this on uh, on YouTube, feel free to like yeah. it and subscribe. Put some comments down, and it'll let you know when we're recording new stuff. Even though we normally do it at the very last second, like today. Yeah, well. we're horrible people. If you want to email us, you can email me, Paul at LoadedCartGaming.com. You can email Dan at Chop at LoadedCartGaming.com. Or you can just email us at Podcast at LoadedCartGaming.com. Yeah. Phil, you got anything you want to plug? Um, No. No, I don't have any uh, public internet persona uh, to, to speak of. Um, so let just reiterate the plug for you guys. And um, thanks for, for mentioning the five-star. Because I owe you guys one. I owe you guys like four because I think I have like for uh, iTunes oh, accounts geez. on Apple. And actually, <laughs> I, just, I just got a new credit card, so I'm oh, going fifth account, so you're going to get a, a nice um, flux of a nice uh, bump. new five stars here coming up here. So, yeah, nice, leave nice. those five stars. Um, these guys uh, earn every bit of it. Well, thank you. We appreciate that that glowing review. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Thanks a lot, Phil. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, happy to be doing this, and and if you ever want me on again, hey. you know, I reach me. If if yeah. you really want Phil on again, leave five star review and ask for Phil. How's that for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just demand Phil on our Facebook page. Be like, we want more Phil. Or if you detested every minute I was on here, leave a five star review and say that guy is just a bag of dicks, and I don't want to see him anymore. Just leave leave the five star. That's all. <laughs> I mean, somehow I concur. <laughs> I, I prefer if you don't call him a bag of dicks, but the five-star review would be nice anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a really funny review to read on the air. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going <laughs> to not do that and just kind of... Is there anything else that we have to talk about? No, I think I think we've uh, we've exhausted everything. So thank you for listening, everyone. It's uh, good Cheers. It's, yeah, yeah. It's been glorious. Thanks, thanks so much for popping on, everybody. And here's some smooth jazz to play you out. I was going to do that. Do you want to do it? No, fuck it. It's up to you. If you want to do it, I'll I will post it for you tonight. I really fucking don't. <laughs> okay, I'll, I will handle that hour and a half of craziness. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. The other reason is I'm just fucking lazy. Yeah, see, see what I have to put up with. I'm hey, I've edited <laughs> at least three episodes already. Come on, out of the <laughs> dozen or so that we've already had. Uh, yeah.